Gentlemen, boys, and girls, you are now tuned into Southside Rabbi. This is your boy. I mean the dream. I'm sitting across from a man right now whose genius is unmatched. Let me tell y'all. Y'all know that he just released a book, Dangerous Jesus, right? It should be called Dangerous KB because when he puts his brain to work, he is a danger and a hazard to everybody around him. If you think that you are an intellectual giant, I am going to show you a person that's an intellectual Godzilla. What? Walking around the cities, destroying your brain, buildings. Your brain. Getting that 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 villain of a moth and slamming it to the ground. Oh, your brain. You know, uh, 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 nuclear uh, power coming out of his mouth, destroying his enemies. I am talking to you about an intellectual giant who wrote his book in two weeks under candlelight that was that was flickering on and off. He had to keep lighting it, and he wrote his book with a quill bed, bed, and be uh, <laughs> the clearance on sale. a napkin and a quill. Uh-huh. I am talking about a man whose integrity is intact. Uh. You listen, you, you hear what I'm saying? A man who is humble. Who uh, uh uh who does not care about the libido dominandi, which is which is the lust for power? Wow, is that Latin? What he it is Latin, ah, a lost language. Uh, okay, but now. you see that he knew it was Latin. That's what I'm. <laughs> see, that's what I'm trying to tell you all. It sounded like Latin. He, <laughs> which I also speak. So. Which he also speaks and he reads and he writes yeah. Latin. Right. Shout out to those who love dead languages. Yeah. <laughs> That have exactly. no use today at, at all. Go but ahead. to sound cool when yes. you want to uh, say something. The rest on detra. Oh my gosh! It's the uh, ad fontes. Uh, the, the corum deo. Seraphim mat. Reductio ad absurdum. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, but I'm, I am talking to you about a man. Um, Whose leadership skills they should just make a whole podcast series. Wow. You know what I mean? When you talk about business wars, the Mm. podcast business wars, sorry, we're gonna give them a shout out right now. Top podcast on business. They need to interview the man across from me. Wow. About how he was able to build his business out the mud, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about a man that came from Southside St. Pete, came from nothing, Uh. has something. Wow. I'm talking about a theologian. Who is so sharp when it comes to his ability to be able to teach the Bible? Wow, that 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 his mailbox is daily flooded with degrees. Wow, that he didn't have to go to school to get because <laughs> he's schooling y'all every time he's talking. I'm talking about Stop. K to the second letter, not a second better. True theologian for real, don't leave your Bible around him for real because he will take the text, lift it off the page, and implant it in your cerebellum as it seeps down into your cerebral cortex and makes its way to the frontal lobe so that you may be able to then give that knowledge to those around you. But understand that the inception of it started with this gentleman across from me putting it in your brain. Wow. Kevin Elijah Smooth and Ruth Burgess. Y'all make some noise for my man. I don't know if I should try to follow that. Should I just just hop right into the? Let's just hits. hop right in the conversation. How how fragile is my ego today? You know what I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. 
brothers and sisters, we've heard Amin's <laughs> attempt to honor me, which is really a distraction. Okay. Oh, everything he said was a distraction to it, it was a sleight of hand. Okay. 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 For you to take your attention off of the the the, the greatest living, okay? Oh, okay. Or you can you can bring if you could resurrect all of creation, all right? Living top five <laughs> dead or alive, okay? And stand them up next to Amin the Dream Hudson. Every single time he will be top two and he's not two. Okay. Okay. I'm four. Every I'm, I'm eight. That's single why. time, all right? Top two and he's not two. I asked him, was it considered misleading? If when you walk into a building and they ask, oh my God. you know, I mean, what, what, you know, if you walk, excuse me, if you walk into some kind of conversation with, you know, anyone, a group of, you know, let's say Elon Musk is there, you know, you got, you got uh, Bill Gates is there, you got, you got uh, Mark Cuban there. These people who are recognized as being smart, I don't know if they actually are, they might be just lucky, but I'll tell you what it is for I mean the dream. I said, is it fair that if you would enter into a conversation with the world's luminaries and not tell them that you are that guy? Is, 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 are you in some ways being misleading that they think you're a normal person? How does that work? Oh, if, if, if you don't let people know out the gate that you have a mind that is so sharp, uh, so in tune with culture that you finish the sentences of people you've never met. You're not even friends with these people and you can finish their sentences. I mean, the dream, Hudson, I've seen it. Is it wrong that you don't identify yourself in an age where people are trying to figure out who they are? Am I non-binary? Am, 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 am I, am I, am I, am I, am I? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. A am I a he or am I a she or I am a them or are they? Am I a tribe? Okay. I'm a tribe. When, I, I, when you're trying to, people are trying to figure out who they are. I think a part of that conversation, we need to have that. What I mean, the dream is he allowed to just introduce himself as a regular human being? I feel deceived. I feel let down. I feel disrespected. Tell us out the gate. No matter if you're in a room with the greatest luminaries of the world or you're just getting your order at Starbucks, you need to have on your forehead, uh -huh. I am number one. I am top two and I'm not when I'm not two. I'm and that, so, but that's how you got to say it, though, for humility's sake. You know what I mean? Oh. Because you could just say you're number one, but then that would interfere with you being the most humble man that ever lived. So you have to say, as a courtesy to our fragile minds, brother, our fragility, you have to say, in all things, I am top two, and I'm not two. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Amin the Dream Hudson, a.k.a. top two. Listen. And he's not two. What a, okay. what a rejoinder that was. <laughs> Which testifies to KB's brilliance, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Don't try to switch it. Yes. Let, me, let, me, let me at least get the, no, you get got the it. equal. You, you got it. Can we get a one-to-one? -one? Yeah, you, you, no, you got it, my uh, brother. So yeah. what are we talking about today, uh, so, KB? Yes. Um, we um, are hopping back into our Dangerous Jesus series. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Again, Dangerous Jesus is out 
everywhere. Go get that. Uh, thank y'all so much for being so supportive. Yes. Already, I think we've talked about that we just found out that we're a bestseller now. Yes. Uh, not New York Times bestseller. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we are on another, another prestigious list. Right. Uh, but we, we, we're, we're still praying for the NYT. Yeah, I'm okay? telling you, man. But if not, uh-huh. this is a Red Snack Shack barbecue wings and oil changes bestseller. I mean, if you go to Rapido Oil Changes at Pinellas Park <laughs> and you pay $75 for your oil change, you get a free copy of Dangerous Jesus. That's all Which is what I was going for. <laughs> yeah, right. If I could make the Red Snack Shack Listen. ribs, wings, and oil changes, Listen. right? if I could make their bestseller right, list, right. then I would know that God is calling me to be the author. Taylor Swift has her album being given out with Domino's Pizzas. Yes. We have Dangerous Jesus being given out with oil changes. That's right. Rapido. Absolutely. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what else you That's want. That's right. We, now, yes. we, you've made it. Go, and next time you're there, <laughs> ask for Tyrone, okay? Tell them about, you know, Southside Rabbi. Absolutely. And your Dangerous Jesus yes. bestseller uh, offer, okay? And with your oil change, you will get... Yep. One... Pirated DVD. Yep. Uh huh. My book. Yes. Yep. And a gift card to Family Dollar. That's it. So I, I, you just can't really ask for a better package. You can't. The only thing is that you have to pay with Tyrone's payment program. It's you got to sign up. That's right. The interest rate is probably thirty percent. But the pro, but the thing is, you get your free stuff. So that's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all you getting. Oh man. Yeah, bro. Anyways, yes. mm-hmm. but uh, thank y'all for y'all support. Um, and it's been exciting going around uh, talking through the book. Yeah. One of my favorite chapters we're going to talk about today, it's, which we yeah. felt like was in step with kind of where our conversations have been going Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, over the last few episodes. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about Dangerous Joy. Yeah. I have said this is, as I just said, I'll say it again, if not my favorite chapter, one of my favorite chapters in the book. If there was one chapter that I can do an entire book on, right. it would be the Dangerous Joy chapter. Okay. Because... One of the critiques that we have had for uh, the ways in which Christianity has been taught to us in a, in a, in a general way, in, in a mainstream way, right. how people generally interact with American Christianity, mm-hmm. we can often find a gospel, a savior, and a theology that isn't human enough. It's very much... High-browed, very right. much metaphysical. Right. Uh, we talk about spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. We talk about the 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 contemplation of the things of God. Mm-hmm. Lots of back and forth about the you know digging deep in Scripture. Right. Lots of back and forth around different theology schools of thoughts, right. denominations, right. Uh, parsing pericopes. Right. That's in fact when I was coming up especially when I got introduced to Reformed Theology, which I still am a massive fan of. Uh, It felt like the height of Christian devotion was contemplating the works of John Calvin. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh And and having your arguments so dialed in that no Arminian can stand toe-to-toe to to you with about election or predestination, so on and so forth. All these, these, you know, tulip, total depravity, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, Unconditional unconditional election, election, uh, limited atonement, atonement, irresistible grace, grace, perseverance of the saints. saints. Uh Any one of these doctrines, bro, to go, I mean, Spurgeon called these doctrines like the diamonds of the church. Uh That they are the, the, the kind of like 
the, the, the precious treasure box for those who are truly committed. Ooh. And he's right. Yeah. He's right. I, I, I think the deep things uh, should be honored. I don't at all want to hate on that, right. but realize, and we've said it over and over again on Southside <laughs> Rabbi, that if you really want to be deep as a Christian, yeah. if you want to be deep, with your relationship with God, it is not going to be how deep you can go and how you think about God, right. but how deep you can go in the way you love, serve, look like Jesus, and then love and serve people and helping them to look like Him as well. Yeah. That's deep. Right. You want to find death right. in a right. man or a woman. Right. It, it, you're, you're wrong to place that on how good somebody is with the English English language mm. and their ability to say witty one-liners, bro. Yeah, it's not language; it's living. Oh, like y'all, y'all missed that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Like, like the the it, it's, it's funny you say it's not language; it's living. That's a great example of what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Where in you could feel like the power of it's not language; it's living mm -hmm. is how great that sounded, how well put right, together it right, was. Right. 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 Uh, but the power of it's not language; it's living. It's the living. <laughs> yeah, boy. You know what I'm saying, right? And I, I, I and I and that's what I want. I want to. We want to disciple men and women in a way that they are putting the right. They're putting the emphasis on the right syllable. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Mm -hmm. uh, because the emphasis has to be material. Like it, it, this needs to mean something for how our lives look. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, we we say it, we've said it before. Say it again. Jesus becoming a man is an, a pronouncement on material, the right. material world. Right. It's a pronouncement on the material that there is a continuity between what is spiritual and what is physical, what yeah. is happening in our physical bodies, the desires that we have, the things we need to live, physicality, psychology, right. which is connected to our physicality. Yep. All of that is connected to spiritual living, considering the body along with the soul is Christianity. Yeah. And the, we, we get off, we fall into ditches when we try to separate the two. Mm. And we, when we try to say that, that, that the spirit has nothing to say about the body, when we think about flesh in scripture, when Paul is typically using it, yeah. he's talking about the body of sin, that evil that right. we are drawn to because of our fallenness. Right. He isn't saying your physical body, right. your face yeah. That thing is evil. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That there is a goodness. Or that being human is evil. Or being human is evil. Right. God, being human has been tainted. That's right, that's right. But humanity in and of itself, yes, yes. as it's been created by God, is not an evil thing. Right, 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 right. Just right. our humanity's been corrupted that's by right. sin. Right. The, the, the flesh, as we often think about it as analogy, all language is analogous. So yep. I, mm -hmm. I understand that, that we're all painting pictures. Mm -hmm. you, you, all language is metaphorical. Right. Um, so when we're talking about the flesh, it's hard for us not to have any, uh, nuance to that phrase. Mm -hmm, when I think mm -hmm. about the flesh, I'm thinking about my literal flesh, mm -hmm. thinking about my body. Mm -hmm. And I think about the things that my body wants sometimes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that are not of God. Right. I have three children. I, I, you've, I know you've heard this before, bro. You don't treat, you don't teach your kids how to do. Yep. Bad. But that's right. Yeah. They you don't, I don't need to teach them to be selfish. Yeah. And I don't need to teach them to, to, to be bullies. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And I understand you can accelerate that stuff with your parenting. Mm -hmm. You can certainly uh, help facilitate fallenness in your children mm -hmm. or facilitate 
facilitate redemption in your children. I right. totally get that. But the fact of the matter is we are broken. It kind of flows out of us. It's as natural as breathing. Mm-hmm. So I understand how you can conflate flesh with anything that's physical. Right. This is what we saw that happen throughout church history where people started to, to believe that uh, at, at, at one point in time, any kind of sexual uh, engagement, including that which was happening in marriage. You see, Paul addresses yeah, that. And then in Corinthians. That's right. Yep. Like, I mean, before we got saved, we were going up to temples. Uh-huh. Having sex with cult prostitutes. With, with cult prostitutes. Right, right. To worship our God. And now you're trying to tell me that, that us rolling around in the hay is holy with my wife? I, we had a, somebody tell us, somebody told us that before. It's a pastor in New York. Mm-hmm. He said, whenever you are rolling in, whenever you are in between the sheets with your spouse, that is carnality. You just got to accept it for what it is. What? Yes. Fleshly. Yeah, I, I, if I said his name, you'll know who I, okay, who I'm talking okay, about. Okay. I said offline because I don't know yeah. he listed this podcast. <laughs> but you, you, you see the, 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 the things that go along with your humanity. Right. Right? The, the, the natural order. Right. Jesus becoming a man. Mm. Think about what this means. Yeah. If yeah. Jesus was a man, right. then he experienced what men experience. And yeah. I won't go much further than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the fact of the matter is that there are things that emerge in these frames that God wrote in right. on purpose. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously, we're very clear. Mm-hmm. There's a way to take those things and do all kinds of evil with right, them. Right, to right, right. To take a sexual desire, a longing for the opposite sex and turn that into a objectifying, turn it into lust, which is sexual desire is different from lust, mm-hmm. uh, to take it into sin. And we almost only think about that. We all feel mm-hmm. the draw to flex sometimes. Right, right, right. To show people in what oh, yeah, we I wear and what uh-huh. we drive, mm-hmm. Uh, how what, what our our title is at our job? Right. Uh, we we feel that pull into pride, into ego, into comparison. That's sinful. Yeah. We feel that pull with money. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Money is powerful, bro. Yep. It, and 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 it could be comforting. And it can be comforting because you, you so you can start yeah. trying to find your security in the money. That's right. Mm-hmm. Y- you find security in money yeah. because some money makes you feel secure. Yeah. So it's like- So you can start thinking like, man, stuff, right. is, stuff is getting a little crazy right now, but at least I got a lot of money. That's right. I yeah. listened to somebody on a live yesterday. They said they were asking people to cash app them uh-huh. because receiving money helps them with their, with their depression. <laughs> that's what he said. That's what, that's what this person said. They said, hit my cash app because I noticed, and I, and I think this person was right. I noticed that when I see money in my cash my app, mood improves. My mood improves. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, oh yeah. my goodness. Oh my gosh, life is sweet. Life sure is sweet, <laughs> That's isn't it? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm riding my Lambo with my friend. That's right. My life is sure is man, sweet, isn't is, it? Man, it's, it's awesome. Just, you just gotta enjoy life. You just gotta take you it. Gotta by grab. Every, grab life by the horns. Everybody says. Everybody that says that is rich. <laughs> <laughs> And that's usually because sometimes y'all rich folks is grabbing people by the throat to get there. That's right. That's right. I <laughs> wish I knew. Hey, man, I we we I know some people are mad at us on Instagram about uh, what we said about the field, which was just repeating oh, yeah. what God said. Uh, but anyways, uh, people are still commenting on that. I know by to, the this way, day, to this yeah, day, yeah, to this day, like they because you want to you want to protect your precious capitalism. Mm. I am what I, I'm a capitalist. We are we are a, capitalists. redemptive capitalists. We just talk about capitalism being redemptive. That's right. Yes, that's right. Yes. Because everything in this world 
needs to be touched by redemption. Yes. Including Everything. capitalism, y'all. Paul said, this stuff as simple as eating and drinking <laughs> should be done to the glory of God. But when it comes to capitalism, that mug is it is it's built in. It's holy, standard. Bro. That mug is standard, built in glory. Ain't no problem. Ain't no problem with capitalism. <laughs> Ain't, Ain't, no no problem. Problem. Ain't no problem. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, uh-huh. as 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 somebody that embraces capitalism, I know that you leave this thing by itself and let it run. Laissez what we faire, call laissez faire, laissez or laissez faire mm-hmm. as a as a theory, is not of God. No, because it's saying that we should just let stuff play out without putting any parameters around it, which means that it's going to play out in the context of brokenness and yes. sinfulness. Bro, it's almost like we, we talked about this at, at church, and it's funny because uh, we years ago we talked about this, this concept of how weeds work. Mm-hmm. So how yeah. weeds don't really show up where God is just the gardener. So right. if it's just like a wilderness yeah. where... You're walking through here. The pathways have been made by animals. Uh, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's a, a tree falls over and then the right. ecosystem emerges. All of the things that where it's like no human intervention, weeds don't want to be there. Right. But the moment you try to plant, you try to plant, a, you try to tame something, That's something so that you are trying to use to turn some kind of profit out of, that right? So true. Weeds just show they up just and start, start they, yeah, all kinds of wild, like, man, where did this come from? Exactly. I've never seen this species of dandelion, okay? And I think that that's a good example. Our pastor talked about it. At, man, at, that was a great example. Forgot all about that. great example. But I think it's also an example for just how the world works in yeah. general, bro. Yeah. Every good thing in this world needs to have a redemption helmet on. Right. Everything. Redemption helmet. All right, you need to strap it down. Right. However... I feel as though we only talk about the restraints. Mm-hmm. The, the, the church has spent a lot of time good, talking about the line. It's good. Right? Like they, we're Where always is talk- the line? Where's the line? Where's the line? Where's the line? That line seems too thin. Don't even deal with it. Don't even mess no, with it don't anymore. Don't even get close Go to the line. Go a different way. Right. So, so we spend a lot of time policing what people are wearing. Yep. What, what, what music what music they listen to? What they're watching. What they're watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spend a lot of time policing um, uh, people's uh, consumption of certain drinks, mm-hmm. uh, even their consumption of certain mind-altering drugs. Yeah. And you know what I'm talking about, but let me make sure that we're clear that caffeine is in there as well. Oh, if man. we're thinking about a theological category for that which alters the mind. Caffeine does it. That's Alrighty. why some of y'all good Christians say, hey, man, I, got, I didn't have my coffee this morning. <laughs> Right, and when you have your coffee, you feel like a totally different person. That's right. Somehow that's that's okay. That's right. But other that's things right. are you not. You drink a glass of wine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where's the fruit of the spirit? All right. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. Let me let me be respectful. Let me be respectful. I understand, mm-hmm. and I also uh, support t t my teetotaler brothers and sisters. What I'm saying is, Meansy, is that we've done a lot of work trying to keep people from eating forbidden fruit that we've forgotten that God planted a whole garden filled with all kinds of fruits, vegetables, trees, flowers that we are to be enjoying, to, to contemplate, pursue, commit to enjoying. And what I argue in this chapter, that that enjoyment is a means by which you increase your joy in God. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it means by which you increase your spiritual fervency. Right. It's a means by which, as Piper says, you wield the world for joy in Jesus. Mm. You use what God has let 
left for you to use to pursue the mission that he has put before his people. Right. That is, we are not, we are not called to do those things, to, to pursue the call of God, the mission of God, sans, all right, mm -hmm. enjoying the world that God has made. Amen. All right. Let me say this real quick. Say it. When I was doing this chapter, when I was writing this chapter, it was very difficult to find resources. I mean, I, I basically only leaned on C.S. Lewis and Dallas Willard yeah. for, for the most of the chapter. But Got a little found, piper in there, too. What's that? Got a little piper in there, too. Oh, got a little piper in there, too. Uh -huh, yeah, yeah. When uh -huh. I Don't Desire God, his chapter on wielding the world for joy. Uh, I found tons mm -hmm. of work on how not to enjoy your life. By Christians. By Christians, yes. Like, like tons of work of, of, of doing what we just yes. talked about. Where's the line? Yes. What's the line? Yes. What Jordan, not to eat? Jordan Peterson just repeated a, a popular phrase from one of my favorite authors, actually, from the, sacred, the book Sacred Marriage, uh -huh. how marriage is not... Primarily about your happiness, it's about your holiness. Mm -hmm. There is, which I agree with. Yeah. There is a ton of work about how to be holy and not happy. Right. There's not a lot of work on how to be happy, how to be happy and holy, and to use happiness for, for holiness. holiness. Yeah. Not a lot of stuff on that, bro. At least I couldn't find it. Man. Right. That's good. Because what we fear is that Christians will become worldly. Right? So, you know, be in the world, but not of the world. Right. We read that verse and say, be, we just need to not be, be not in the of world. the world. Right. Yes. Get um, all the way out. The whole thing. Get of, out. Don't like try Peterson. to be in it. Just be out of it. Get out. Because that's what we say. It's too risky to try to be in it. Yes. Because it's, it's too risky to try to find out what's the balance. Where's yes. the line? Yes. So, just don't do it at all. Right, right, right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. if you do, you might end up sounding like this. Priorities don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Well, prior the priority is the flex. You know what I mean? Look at this part. This this car. This is a good example of of the risk that we take to impress other people. It's it's a risky business, but you got to give yourself to it. It's all worth it when you pull up to that light and they can see the distance between you and them. That space in the middle, my friends, is what life is about. The space between you and them. And there is, but I stay away from a certain part of town. I don't go to South Tampa. You know what I'm saying? I don't go to International Mall. I only drive this around people who are somewhat stable. They may have a little bit of something, but they ain't got this. You feel what I'm saying? You want people to feel smaller than you. Donald Trump said it best. You know what? He said, I keep idiots around me. I keep impoverished people around me. Why? As a reminder of my superiority to them. He's, it's not racial. He, he's not a racist. In fact, Donald Trump's, Donald Trump's the least racist person I've ever heard. But he knows how the world works because the endorphin that I get of seeing you on a bicycle at the light while I am sitting in this it makes it all worth it. That's my word to you today. So everything that you saw in there, in that, that video uh, of me <laughs> renting a Lamborghini, we also own a production studio and, uh, and we did a photo shoot with a Lamborghini to help market the, the, uh, the, the versatility of the actual space. You can bring a car and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I got to ride around in a little bit. So I kind of started making jokes about <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The, 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 what people the, the, the that Lambo. have Lamborghini. But this think. is what happens, and you can feel it in your heart. I felt it. Mm. Everywhere I pull up in that thing, people like coming outside, look like, well, who is that? And then they'll let this Negro get a black man hop on out the car with dreads. <laughs> and, then they, and then they're going to say, he got to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And there's a Buccaneers license plate on it, too. 
They were like, yep, we know. Yep, uh-huh. Figure that out. Case solved. Case <laughs> solved. Anyway, so we don't want our hearts He's to go be there. He's on that broke documentary in the next three <laughs> years. 30 for 30. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, when it comes to things, it's either it's those who are trying to live in that distance between you and them or create a kind of facade of distance between you and them, or those who are... Uh, Always comparing themselves to people who they think that are doing better than them. Yeah. So they they they, and they see that as a benchmark. Yep. I got my hair cut by a dude one time, and and I was 25, and I had I had bought my our, our, our first house, mm-hmm. and he was like, okay, okay, well, I got mine at 28, so you just you just three years ahead of me. I'm like, this is not where a competi- did that come from? This is not a competition. I know. Why did it even enter your brain? Mm. Why did your mind go to let me just see? Even with our kids, I was talking to a dude, a, a friend of mine one time, and he he asked me, was my one year old walking yet? And, and I and I think KBJ was walking, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Dang, <laughs> ours are born, our kids born around the same time, and mine ain't even walking yet. I'm behind a curve. I'm like, bro, what what is this? So I get the warnings because some of the policing uh, is wisdom. Yeah, because Paul and right. and the authors know where our heart tends to go. Absolutely, our heart tends to soon as there's a little bit of uh, of oh man, this Give feels it an nice. Inch. You give it an anxious trying to take a hundred yards. That's right, brother. right, uh-huh. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, how do we enjoy God's world the way that we should? Right, right, right. Right. So, we're talking about how we're always trying to put parameters around things. Where is the line? Is right. what we're always saying. Right. How far is too far? And then, because there is a line, it's just best for us to just not engage at all. Right. So, yeah. So. What do we do? How do we enjoy God? Do we go out and get all of the stuff, all of the things, all right. of the Prada, right, right, right. all of the Balenciaga, all of the sneakers, yeah. uh, you know, all the liquor? Like what, 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 where is the, how do we enjoy God's world without taking it too far? Right, right, right. You know? So I do agree with Augustine when he says that, uh, Complete abstinence is easier than perfect moderation. Easier. It's easier. But it's not always the best. But it's not always the best. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But I, I get it, though. I, I, I totally understand. It is understand. easy to just say, I'm it's not going to do it at all. You know what? I'll just never go to the beach. Yeah. I'll it, never go to the mall. Right, that, that, right. That would be easier, which I am. And, and, and there are some folks that are on that, and I am not at all taking shots at them. Absolutely. However... I don't think the best question is where is the line per se in all situations. Mm-hmm. I want to say, I want to ask, where is the joy? Ooh. Where is the thing inside this thing that I'm going to pursue right. that preserves my joy in Christ, expands my understanding of his goodness, uh-huh. allows me to enjoy the world in which he has created. Right. David said, I will see your goodness in the land uh, of the, the living. living. Right. If we were to extract- not, not the land of the dead. The land of the dead, because that's what we talk about. You want to feel goodness, yeah. die. <laughs> or just dream about dying. Right, right, right. Just right. dream about what heaven is going to be like. Yes, yeah. brothers and sisters, most of us will get that opportunity to think about death. Uh, yeah. In the modern world, a lot of us, a, a lot of us don't see. You know, death will take us quickly. Uh, but a lot of times in the modern world, we get to see it coming. We got yeah. the we got the disease, we yeah. got the diagnosis. We, right. we, we know whatever it may right, be. Right, right, right. We'll have a lot of time. Uh, and if and if it's instant, you didn't see it coming, then 
What was lost? Right, exactly. That that you didn't say I'm going to I'm going to with all my might try not to enjoy anything in this world so that I can enjoy the next one. Right. I don't think you have to go that route. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Say that. What what I'm what I'm saying is where is the joy mm-hmm. in this thing that I want to pursue? In this thing that I want to purchase? Right. In this thing that I want to engage in? This thing that I want to wear? Does it impede upon my, my ability to enjoy the Lord in truth, beauty, and goodness. Right. Those are the questions that I'm asking. Truth, beauty, and goodness is the metric by which I want everything that enters my mind to be filtered in, everything that I sit and contemplate I want to be filtered by, uh, everything that I pursue, I want it to be filtered filtered through. Is it truthful? Meaning, is it opposed to what God says is righteous? Uh, is it good? Is there some sort of, of benefit that this brings to me that does not strengthen my, my lust or my pride or my arrogance? The things that, uh, the things that constrict my capacity to enjoy God. That constrict my capacity to pursue God. Right. Is this thing good in that respect? Right. And then is it beautiful? God makes things gorgeous. He does. On purpose. On a purpose, right? Uh, the, 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 I can go through example after example, but just, just look up, right? Just try looking up. Yeah. Um, Look at the clouds in that blue sky. Yeah, like th- this is, you, you think that the, the, the vibrance and, and the beauty and also the way that it ministers to your body uh, biologically, right? All of that is God's intentional design. We are right to enjoy beautiful things and yes. say, wow, that is beautiful. Yes. Um, I think that also implies, uh, 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 implies the people as well, but that's a whole other conversation. However, what I am saying is important for us to consider when we're thinking about where the line is, is asking ourselves a set of deeper questions of where is God's glory in all of this? And in my engaging it, am I losing capacity or am I expanding capacity? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let's start with truth real quick. What does the Bible say about this issue? When it comes to enjoying your life, let us not make commandments that God didn't give us. Right. Right. So I understand that there can be wisdom in, in abstaining from anything. Things, I, I heard yeah. a brother the other day talk about how he never goes to the mall because he can't control his eyes. I think that there is lots and lots of wisdom in the way he's thinking about his participation in shopping. Right. However, I think that there needs to be a lot of grace for those who do not share that struggle. Exactly. So might we also be serious about talking through another discipline that is around being able to enjoy the things that you might find at a mall or at a gym or at a beach or at a grocery store to do those things in a way that doesn't cause you to sin. Right. Is there another muscle that we might develop? So there's one muscle of abstinence. We will pull away and not have anything to do with this. But can we talk about a muscle around engaging Mm -hmm. good things in a way that doesn't dishonor God? Right. That muscle, let me, I'm, I'm a quick, a quick detour. That muscle is monumental for the fight against pornography and lust. Yes. It's monumental. Yes, absolutely. I would argue that Instagram is far more dangerous than going to the mall. Absolutely. I, I, again, I'm not, I'm not taking any shots at anybody. I'm not saying anybody's name. I'm just saying what I'm saying, as my pastor would always say. Mm-hmm. The internet, Safari, Chrome, Twitter, Twitter, I would say is 
far more dangerous. It's more not you're more anonymous. Yep. You have more access. Yep. And whatever amount of inappropriateness is at the mall, it is times five billion on the internet. And sometimes it has a way to find you on the internet when yes. you're not looking for it. Somebody mm-hmm. is paying. There are people that are paying money yep. to find you yeah. with send yep. on the internet. Absolutely. It's literally pouring, a marketing campaign. Yes, add dollars yes. to find you Absolutely. so you can sin against yeah. God. Okay. So yeah, what I am saying is true. there must be another muscle in God's people mm-hmm. that they are able to be in this world right. truly right. and not of it at the same time. We typically say you need to be in the world or you can be not of the world. You cannot be both at the same time. You can't be in the world and not of it. And not of the world, which is what Jesus said. Because if you're in the world, then you're going to be of the world. That's, that's right. basically what we say. Period. We don't we we don't say that, but that's our that's what our actions show. Absolutely. We can't be in the world yes. and not of the world. Yes. So we need to just be out of the world. Right. Right. That's right. And then we then we create these Christian silos and then yep. call them churches. Hold on a second, because oftentimes that we are either going to be in the world. Right. All right? Or we're going to be not of the world. Mm-hmm. That works itself into our theology and how we do church. Right. Right? Our gospel, I talk about this in the book as well, our gospel oftentimes has nothing to say to people's actual lives. Mm-hmm. Nothing at all. Yeah. It's, just, it's just simply a out-of-the-world gospel yeah. for out-of-the-world living for out-of-a-world future. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But this is, this is the, 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 the gospel, the New Testament hinges upon Jesus invading the world and living a very worldly life. I don't mean worldly in the sinful sense. Right. I mean, for most of his life, he was a regular dude. Absolutely. For, I mean, until 33. Until 33. Yes. So that's another thing that yes. we just come, totally skip over the fact. What does that mean that the son of God is incarnate as a regular dude until, for 30 for years? Thir- literally. Working a nine to five. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I said till 33. Yeah, for, till, for 30, 30 years. Yes. So, yeah, literally. Yeah. For 30 years living as a regular, Jesus living a regular, is what we call yes. it, pedestrian life. Pedestrian life. That's what he was doing. Yes. Yep. And it brings so much value to pedestrian living. Like living. Yes. yes. Well, I mean, there is a book I, I would I would recommend for everyone that talks about pedestrian living called The Liturgy of the Ordinary Ooh. by Tish Warren Harrison, I think. Ooh. But she talks about in that book yeah. how you can do everyday pedestrian things like making your bed right. yes. to the glory of God. Oh, she actually it. even talks about how making your bed is a way that we are reflecting God taking chaos and bringing order. Ooh. Right? Just in simply doing something like that in the morning, you're waking up and saying, and, and then she poetically talks about how when you wake up every morning, it's almost like being reborn. You're coming out of this womb of sleep Ooh. into this new world where the Come light on, is Maisie. piercing your eyes and you're trying to figure out what is going on. And now I got to get prepared for life. Yes, yes, yes. Today. Yes. So that's a book I recommend. Oh, Liter- I Liturgy of the Ordinary. But yes, it talks about living that pedestrian Life, yes, in which she she actually makes the case that Jesus lived for thirty years, yes, bro, as a regular person, regular person, bro. going to the getting up, eating, drinking, yeah. working, yes, but get buying food from the market, yes, yes, you know what I'm saying, interacting with his neighbors, yes, yes, helping his neighbors, yes, stuff that you don't even so pedestrian that you don't hear about. That's him. right, that's right. You hear about him as a kid, yes, and then he's thirty, yes, that's right. And he's, then he starts his ministry. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of time in between that of Jesus. Jesus living regular everyday right. first century life. That's right. And he did it all 
holy. Holy. It was holy, spiritual, and, and godly. He did not making do it chairs. like yeah, making chairs. Yeah. And he didn't do it living in a commune somewhere. That's right. He didn't separate, he didn't close himself off from the world. He was in the wilderness by himself. Right, right. Until his ministry started. Absolutely. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about too, as you're talking about first. Thessalonians chapter 4, mm -hmm. verse 11, that says, to make it your ambition Ooh. to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business, work with your hands, just as we told you. That Paul is giving a prescription to godly living that's around leading a quiet life. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Minding your business. Yeah. Minding your business is a spiritual discipline. <laughs> According to Paul. Some of, my, some of our neighbors need to hear that. Yes, yes that's right, brother. Mind your, your business. business. Work hard with your hands. Don't live a life that's filled with messiness and, and going from table to table, gossiping and slandering and, and trying to make a scene all the time. Work hard. Live for Jesus. Love your neighbor. And try to make, be ambitious about doing that in a way that is consistent with you minding your business. <laughs> Bro, what I'm saying, there is power in the ordinary. And I think that's when... That's, Liturgy of the ordinary. We're starting with truth, bro. Mm -hmm. So the, this is the truth of God's word. I know where folks want to go first when we start talking about um, joy and things of this world. We go to Ecclesiastics, right? Where <laughs> yeah. you got some, the, the, the richest man in history, um, one of the richest men in history, uh, saying that everything is meaningless completely meaningless. It's the Hebrew word hebel, which means futile or vanity uh, or smoke. Ooh. The, the, the images of, yeah. of, of something... Smoke dissipating. Dissipating. Uh, James picks up on this theme when he says, uh, our lives are like a vapor that appears for a little while, then it vanishes. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, a human is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow. One of the um, one of the prophets who's escaping me right now is one of the major prophets is Jeremiah Isaiah. I can't remember, but he said you can Google this. Uh, uh, they 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 one of them said that uh, don't fear man whose life is in his nostrils. Yeah, in his nostrils. Yes. Yeah. That, that there's your capacity, what your nostrils can hold, that speaks to the length of your life, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you can read that and say there it is. Yeah. We are people that look at everything beautiful, good, extravagant, uh, 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 entertainment, uh, things that have to do with the, um, uh, amusement, mm -hmm. and we say meaningless. Yep. Vanity. And the Bible supports that. Yes. But the trouble with that is, a few chapters later, excuse me, shortly after, song, uh, uh, shortly after Solomon says that, he says this. He says, I commended enjoyment because there's nothing better for a person under the sun than to eat, drink, and enjoy himself. So which is it, Solomon? Is it everything is meaningless and should not be enjoyed? It's just a gateway to... All enjoyment is a gateway to hell. That's yeah, what right, it is. Right. So you got a gateway drug, you got a gateway of eternal loss, right? Right. right. Or is it... What you're saying here, mm -hmm. that 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 to live life to the fullest, in meaning in the capacity of what God has given you the grace for, to enjoy yourself is actually a high, honorable, noble experience. Yeah, I would say, 
I think it starts with the meaning of the word futile mm-hmm. or meaningless, the Hebrew word hevel. Because if you see hevel mm-hmm. as life is meaningless, right? Then I think you've went further than what the writer is trying to communicate. Mm. I don't think that the that the writer is trying to say that human life, human enjoyment is meaningless. Right. We know that that's not true, at least from one perspective. If you give your life to eat, drink, and be merry and forget about God, mm-hmm. what you did in this life will have meaning for the next life in a profoundly terrible way. Right. Right. We know that what you do matters because God is a God of justice. Right. And God is a God who judges the living and the dead based on what they do with the things in this world, mm-hmm. including their own bodies, their own lives, right? So we know we know for sure that half of that can't be. What you do negatively negatively means something. Right. But we also know that mean we, we also need to extend that to what we do positively in this world too. What you enjoy in this world means something for how you experience God, okay? Mm. I'm going to get into that in a second. But we we know that at least it can't mean that that life itself is meaningless and how we engage in the world is meaningless because obviously that doesn't square with the rest of Scripture. Mm -hmm. I think what is trying to be said here is that the meaninglessness, the futility, the vanity is speaking to the limits of this world. So if you think about a hammer, for example, if you're trying to build a house and all you had is a hammer, that hammer would be futile. Right. Because it's limited. It's it's becomes useless in the context of building an entire house right. if that's all you have right. is, the, is the hammer. But... You probably couldn't build a house without a hammer. Though. Right, right, right. So th- it serves its place in the context of the grand the, of the grand schemes, but in it and of itself, it is futile to completing the project of building the house. Mm-hmm. Message. This is how enjoyment in this world works. Mm-hmm. That on its own, if the terminus, if the destination is the thing itself, mm-hmm. you have run into futility. Right. You've run into meaninglessness because things do not hold the enjoyment that we were made for in and of themselves. Yeah. They only hold it as they are connected to God. Amen. So what's, what, this, what, what Solomon is saying to us here is that the usefulness of a thing or the value of a thing mm-hmm. is connected to what it means in reference to your relationship with God. Woo. So it takes things like food and drink and amusement and beauty and concerts mm-hmm. and your pets and your yard and your car and your fashion. Mm-hmm. And it says if they are the hammer by themselves trying to build a whole house, it's useless. it will be useless. Right. It will be vain for you. But if those things are submitted to God, mm-hmm. Then the world opens up for you. The world opens up to you because those things become the means by which you grow deeper in the source of all things enjoyable, lovely, true, and beautiful. And that is the living God. That is our truth regarding these things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is a great way. 
and to to segue into what we're going to talk about next. Right. So I started off by asking you, how do we enjoy God's world? And I think that you laid out a great foundation yes. that we are to springboard off of into the practicality of how we are to do yes, this yes, yes, when yes. it comes to um when it comes to our everyday life, pedestrian yes. life yes. as Christians. And we're gonna tackle that in the next episode. This is part one of Dangerous Joy. If you wanna hear more, you gotta tune into the next episode, part two. Yeah you know I mean. Yeah you know what I mean. So this has been Southside Rabbi. I am KB. I'm Amin the Dream. We out of here. We'll see y'all next time. Peace.